definitely human. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It is the summer of 1927. Joy Dutton Cavendish and her unusual family of occult investigators have journeyed to India in search of a sinister cult and a possible cure for her horrifying affliction. After the trials of their ill-fated voyage, they had sought safety and recovery in a small fishing village, but the villagers are hiding disturbing secrets of their own. Will our heroes stand their ground or turn and flee in the wake of their new companions? Into the jungle, vast and labyrinthine, where new horrors lurk in the tangled undergrowth of the infinite bad. of Karajar, part four. Our heroes stand in frozen terror as the villagers on top of the dune stare down at them like otherworldly statues. From the wilderness of the jungle, Fritz's wails and cries still reach them, and in the opposite direction, Ashok's path is barely discernible by the rustle of the undergrowth. Joy springs to life, trying to control the rising panic inside her, and pulls her friends away from the villagers' transfixing glare. Dorothy instinctively feels for her gun, and Cornelia reaches for something to steady herself before lamenting the loss of her umbrella. Sebastian blinks, looks down at the little boy hiding behind his mother's leg, and kneels beside him with a big, toothy smile. Hello, lad. Um, English? Greta looks down at you and says, Don't talk to my Theo! Ma'am, we have assuredly outstayed our welcome here. Do you not think perhaps it is time that we leave the way that you came? Uh, So she looks up at the villagers uh, and then looks at each of you and she's clearly deciding whether she actually trusts any of you enough to accompany you. Mm. And then she says, Well, we have to follow follow Fritz. We have to go and get him. Mm -hmm. He's just under a lot of stress. (laughs) I absolutely agree. Ma'am, we'll we'll go after Fritz, won't we? We'll go after Fritz and make sure he's all right. You can still hear Fritz. Ah, 
Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I think we should find Ashok first, no? Yeah, I, I think Ashok might be our only bet at actually escaping this village and getting through the jungle in one piece. This man's wife and child are right here and they're concerned about his well-being. I mean, I do feel a bit bad about taking Fritz's gun and he might need it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys could go after Ashok and I could go after Fritz. Yeah, we could do that. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We're all capable people, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We sure are. (laughs) We're all armed and sensible, and yeah. Armed and sensible, that's us. <laughs> we all smile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who's going after Ashok and who's going after Fritz? Ashok. Ashok. Okay. I'll stay with you. Okay. Are you sure, Dorothy? I mean, Fritz is a little bit loose. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Fritz and I had a connection. I think he'd be all right with me. If you want to come, great. If you're a little bit worried about coming, that's fine as well. I don't mind going it alone. So what I'm hearing from you is you think it might be better if I'm not there. Not at all. I would appreciate your company, mm, Dorothy. I'm hearing, I'm hearing it's better for me to go after Ashok, is what I'm hearing. But is Greta that. going with you? And- uh, I'm going to find my husband. Okay, so you accompany... Mm. Yeah, I think that's a better... Okay. Are we planning to rendezvous anywhere? Mm. <laughs> or are we just going to separate <laughs> and never see each other again? <laughs> <laughs> Point. <laughs> sort of weigh the options up in my mind. Of course we're going to rendezvous, Mrs. Cavendish. In Where Bom- would you suggest? In Bombay? Well, that's a little further than that. <laughs> no, but we don't, we don't know the terrain around at all. We couldn't possibly make the a meeting point. The whole point of us going with Ashok is that we don't know the way. Yeah. I don't know of another meeting point to, to say. As you are discussing your options... <laughs> You begin to notice a strange smell is coming over the dunes. Uh, it, what used to be the typical briny smell with the tang of sodden coal from the shipwreck uh, is now taking on a much more citric quality that you will find to be extremely familiar. Okay, okay, okay. Fritz came this way, seems like a reasonable man. He'll know the way back. Sure, let's I'll, go. I'll talk to him and I'll be, it'll, it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. <laughs> Okay, let's just get out of here. Okay, so you split up not knowing how you're going to regroup again. (laughs) So Cornelia Joy and Dorothy, you go into the jungle after Ashok. Uh, There's no clear indication of following a trail. He seems to have not left much evidence of his passing, but you follow along as best you can. Uh, Sebastian, you are forging into the jungle with Greta and Theo in tow, and you have a much easier job of it because you can hear Fritz, who's still (laughs) screaming and wailing in the distance. And you follow him for maybe 15 minutes, with Greta growing more and more anxious, and and she seems to uh, feel like she needs to constantly explain to you that he's under a great deal of stress (laughs) and that he hasn't been himself for the past few months, and that you you must be very careful and gentle with him. Uh, and, and, and perhaps you must let her speak to him first. Of course. Um, discretion is my middle name. <laughs> you feel like you're catching up to Fritz, and then after about 15 minutes, his screams suddenly cease. Mm. You know the last point at which he screams. You can still make your way towards that point, if you wish to. I um, put my fingers to my lips, to the others, to indicate that I think that we should be quiet. Mm-hmm. Then I venture forth. Are you trying to be stealthy at all? Yeah. Okay, go for it. 16? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, So you start stepping forward uh, relatively stealthily, brushing your way through the undergrowth, parting it with your hands before you proceed and taking care not to snap any branches underfoot. 
as you do so, you can hear Greta and Theo's heavy breathing, and then Greta can't restrain herself and says, Fritz, are you still out there? <laughs> I turn around and like, shh. Uh, you take a few more steps forward, and then you, you can see ahead of you that there is a clearing in the jungle where, where the plants have thinned out a little bit. Dorothy, Cornelia, and Joy... You are proceeding, you're kind of forging ahead after about 20 minutes. You start to notice that there's a glint in the distance, um, almost as if a campfire has been set up. Excellent. Yeah, um, I still think we should be stealthy. Stealthy. Though. That's yes. a great idea. So you start making your way forward, um, make stealth checks, and you at advantage, Joy. 16. 8. 12. So you don't think any of you are making too much sound, although, Joy, you look over at Cornelia and the, the bustle on her dress is making more rustling than you, you would like. Cornelia seems to think that she's being quite stealthy. So uh, you make your way forward uh, and you notice that it was it was a trick of the light and of the distance, <sighs> that it was a campfire, but it was, in fact, Ashok who is smoking. You mistook oh, his cigarette fire to be an actual campfire. He was a lot closer <laughs> than you thought. He looks up and he almost drops his cigarette. And, and he looks at the three of you suspiciously and his, his hand kind of drifts towards his waistline as if he's going for a weapon. Ashok, we mean no harm. Just wanted to see if you were okay. Things got a bit crazy back there. We, we all want to go back to Bombay, I'm sure. Would you be interested in um, taking us? Uh, make a precision check. Twelve. Okay. Sebastian, you <laughs> step through into the clearing and you see... A familiar sight. You see Fritz, and he is suspended in fishing nets. And not just him, but you can see dozens of other passengers of the RMS Arundel Castle. The ones that you found so odd were not on the beach. And this is why they were not on the beach, because they were arrayed in this horrible interlinked network of fishing nets suspended 10 to 15 feet in the air in in a, a grisly labyrinth like the one you saw on the island of Kai Chow. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a wisdom save. 10. Okay, so you gain 15 dread. So Greta, um, she loses the plot a little bit, and she just starts screaming at the top of her lungs. Uh, she doesn't even approach uh, Fritz. She doesn't, I mean, he's suspended about eight feet up in the air. Uh, but she's just, she can't, she starts screaming and, and, and jabbering in, in German and she can't, she doesn't make any sense. Um, I'd like to shield the boy's eyes. Okay, yeah. Uh, Theo is in fact staring <laughs> wide-eyed. <laughs> yeah. Can I see from here whether or not Fritz is alive? Uh, no, he's not alive. And in fact, make a perception check. 16. So one of the things that you think is odd is that you just heard him screaming 10 minutes ago, not 10 minutes ago, and now you can see that it looks like he's been there for some time and you can see his flesh is starting to like melt and drip through the netting in this kind of glutinous, goopy, gelatinous mix. Um, And it's as if he's been there for quite a long time. And the rest of the sailors are there. Is it another corpse maze situation? Yes, yes. So this is the rest of the, the, the first class passengers uh, and the, many of the crew members as well. Some faces that you were on nodding terms on your 20-day voyage from London to Bombay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And are there any, uh, is there a building there as well? No. No buildings. No, apart from that, this looks like the Indian jungle. Okay. Um, I turn around (laughs) and I would like to try and take Greta with me and go back the way we came. Okay. Greta doesn't put up much of a struggle. Uh, She's not really making much sense, but she's very... She's very weak now, and she's not doing much beyond just following wherever you kind of lead her. Okay, so Cornelia, Joy, and Dorothy, you hear Greta screaming very, very loudly. Ashok looks up, and his hand kind of drifts down, uh, and he seems placated, Mm -hmm. or at least calm enough to to engage with you. But then he also hears Greta screaming, and he looks up, and he says, where's the fourth member of your group. Sebastian went after Fritz with Greta and Theo. Fritz went a bit crazy, as you know, and um, ran off into the distance and uh, those guys went to go see if he was okay. Sounds like maybe he isn't. Sounds like he isn't, yes. I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) Where is home? home? It's a a village far from here. Anywhere near um, Balaganu? His eyes widen at that and he says, Yes, it is near Lake Balaganur. Really? Perfect. Fantastic. Could you take us there, sir? Why do you want to go to Balaganur? There's nothing there. In any case, you would be well compensated, right? Mm. Yes, Yes. you would be. 200 pounds for passage to Lake Balaganur. For the first uh, city we come to, I will wire for the money and you shall get your 200 pounds. Okay, make a persuasion check. Seven. So, yeah, no, he's he's not convinced. Can I try persuading him? Uh, yes, you can. What do you want to say? Um, to build on, on Cornelius. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it with me, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we are trustworthy people, Mr. Ashok. We come from England. I am a student at Oxford. Um, please, please trust us. We really need to get out of here. We will compensate you very well. Okay, make a persuasion check. Nine. He seems to like you more than the rest of them. And... I understand. <laughs> but like, he's going that way anyway. Yeah. yeah. We'll just tag along. <laughs> right? You don't have to do anything different. Sure, yeah. But we're still having to persuade him to go back and get the other guys. You know what I mean? I'm sure he just wants to get the hell away. Well, I mean, he's saying, well, let's go then. I mean, your friend is clearly dead. There's nothing clear about that. Yeah, <laughs> I disagree with that conclusion. I- I'm he sure survived worse. Yeah. I'm what? certain that Sebastian is fine. Could could you maybe be persuaded to stay here for an hour while we go and get him? No, he should come with us. Okay. Is he willing to do that? <sighs> Very well. <laughs> oh, excellent. Thank you, Ashok. Thank you. So I assume we go towards the screams? <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go. Yes. Okay. So you start making your way through towards the sound of Greta's screaming. After about 10 minutes, uh, Greta's screaming has kind of abated to a a, a weeping and you encounter Sebastian, who's still got his hand around Theo's (laughs) eyes and with his other arm around Greta, uh, stumbling through the undergrowth, not with any particular direction in mind, just kind of stumbling through the Mm. undergrowth. Um, But the, the rest of you have managed to catch up with him. Ah, there you are. I knew I'd find you. Sebastian, my God, what happened to Fritz? <laughs> no, he's, uh, mm, no. Oh. Um, shall we, shall we go? 
Shall we leave this yes, place? Yes, yes, yes. Ashok has very kindly agreed to guide us to uh, Lake Balagunur. Ah, good man. Yes. He's very kind and patient. Yes. Is there somewhere along the way that uh, our friends here might um, depart safely? Ashok says, wait a second. <laughs> Did you kill Fritz? <gasps> No. no, I'm no, sure that's not Sebastian the case. Sebastian would definitely no. never. Weren't have you looking Fritz. for Fritz and now Greta's screaming and crying <laughs> as if Fritz is dead? Um, Fritz has passed away, unfortunately. Uh, it was not by my hand. We just heard him screaming 15 minutes ago. Yes, yes. Um, I think perhaps those villagers, uh, there the, might be some foul play there. Yes. And they're still out there. They know where we are, and I think perhaps we should be leaving now quickly, please. Ashok sees a sense in this, and he says, Oh, okay, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, and he turns around, and, and he starts saying, Well, f- follow me, and let's go. <laughs> okay. Yes. Sebastian, do you want to just keep it to yourself, the way in which I you saw Fritz? Yeah, I don't think anyone else needs the dread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So you start traveling towards Lake Balaganorm and essentially Ashok informs you that there are a couple of villages that you can stop by on the way to Lake Balaganorm that you could drop Greta and um, Theo off at, but it might be better if you just travel to his village mm-hmm. um, and he can arrange for a safer journey that, for them back to Bombay. So you start traveling in earnest through the jungle and after some time you find you've been traveling for about two days, and the journey is beginning to take its toll on your bodies and your minds. The hot, thick air of the Indian jungle is suffocating your pores, and insects harry your every step. You begin to feel like every minute of trekking is labour. You also become increasingly aware of your total reliance on Ashok, now your guide and guardian in this hostile landscape. So for the time that you've been traveling, he has been finding all your food and water, either by trapping and gathering it, or occasionally by trading with travelers that you encounter on the footpaths you have once or twice cut across. Footpaths that Ashok seems studious to avoid, preferring to cut directly through the jungle wilderness instead. Your clothes are by now filthy and drenched with sweat, soil, and the sedimented residue of the unguents that Ashok has been supplying you with, in what to your minds is a vain attempt to reduce the severity of the insect's assaults. You also find yourselves increasingly frequently subjected to the indignity of having to relieve yourselves in a moist forest thicket, often in full earshot of each other as Ashok is keen not to let anyone wander too far afield. So you're beginning to get quite uh, frayed with each other and a little bit, a little bit upset with Ashok. He did indicate to you that there would be stops along the way but you've been traveling for two full days now and there doesn't seem to be any sign that you're gonna come to a village and have some time to rest and recuperate and actually resupply yourselves you've basically been traveling in a survivalist style hunting and gathering your food uh for some time so make constitution saves all of you 18 5 13 one. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> Sebastian, uh, you roll a 1d4 once, and Cornelia, you roll a 1d4 twice, please. Three. One and three. So, uh, both of you have contracted dysentery. <gasps> cool. No. And Great. Cornelia, you've also got malaria. You're starting to get headaches. Uh, <sighs> you're starting to feel very feverish. 
in addition to just having the runs from Dysentery and, and Sebastian, you're also having a real tough time of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you've paused just for breath, really, and, and for a quick meal in the, in the late afternoon, nearing to the evening. Uh, you've paused in your travels, and Sebastian, you've just come back from messily relieving yourself in the jungle. Uh, when Greta, who you had assumed was also out in the jungle relieving herself, she comes back and she's uh, absolutely frantic and she says, I can't, I can't find Theo. Someone must, you must help me find Theo. I, I haven't been able to see him in, in nearly an hour now. Okay. Um, when was the last time you saw him? He was playing, he was playing and he wandered and then I couldn't, I couldn't hear him anymore. And so I, I went to the jungle to look for him, but then I, I couldn't, I couldn't hear him anymore and I couldn't find him. And you must, you must come into the jungle and help me find him. All right, lead the way. Is Ashok around to help? Yeah, Ashok was smoking, uh, sitting on a rock and he looks up and he doesn't, he seems very, very tired. And he, he doesn't seem that concerned. He thinks Theo is probably just hiding somewhere and he says as much. It's a child who's probably playing hide and seek, laughing at us. That's what I'd do if my father had just died. <laughs> uh, okay, so which of you wants to join Greta in searching for Theo? I will. I will throw myself wholeheartedly into it. I will my do enthusiasm it. will make up yeah. my physical incapability. I will advise you not to as your doctor. As your <laughs> attending physician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should rest, Cornelia. Please don't exert yourself. A little boy may be in danger. Well, I'll go in your stead. Okay. Okay. So uh Sebastian, Joy, and Dorothy are heading into the jungle. Um okay, make perception checks. Twelve. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, uh Dorothy and Joy. You figure that you can see something strange. You can't hear anything. And all of you are, well, Greta is calling out quite frantically for Theo. But in between her calling out, you're listening for the sounds of Theo. But you can't hear anything. But both of you feel that you can see something um, through the trees that seems like noteworthy. There seems to be some sort of structure. You don't know whether it's a, your first thought is, is it a village? Is it, have we finally stumbled upon something here? Um, so you start making your way towards it. Uh, and then you begin to hear what sounds like a child. Like a child a, in distress or a child at play? No, no, it's a, yeah, it's a quite uh, a gentle sound. Theo, Theo! Uh, you notice that it is, in fact, a clearing. And as you step towards it, uh, you can start to hear Theo more clearly now. It's definitely Theo. Uh, it's not just any child. Theo's gentle hums and trills as he plays begin to sound otherworldly, echoing through the broken stones and curled leaves that surround him as you step into the clearing. He's hopping lightly over a gravestone that's bearing a Celtic cross, and he looks up at each of you, his eyes pausing for a moment on each of your faces, before he shifts his attention back to the strange game of hopscotch he seems to be engrossed in. Before you stands what appears to be a Christian chapel, fractured open by time and the jungle, exposing its simple flagstone interior to the elements. Stained glass clings to the window frames in some places. How big is this church? It's quite small. It's just a chapel. And it's just planted in the middle of the jungle with a small graveyard right in front of it. Like three in which... metres by two or something like really small? Or... No, no, it's a, like maybe 15 metres oh, okay. by 20. So it's, so it's a, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Is this normal, Joy? Um... I Pilgrims, maybe? Say so, I mean, 
missionaries or make a an intelligence check joy uh... one <laughs> <laughs> uh no you this is bizarre to you this is bizarre to you you would never have thought that there would be right in the middle of nowhere just a chapel I would never have thought there would have been a chapel in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Does it look safe to go inside? They, I mean, it's cracked open and yeah. exposed. You can't see anyone inside. Should we have a poke around? Yeah. I feel like I want to pick up Theo. Theo, what have you found? Plonk him on my hip. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joy, you want to pick up Theo, Dorothy yeah. and Sebastian? Let's explore. Yeah. Let's explore. Okay. So, uh, Joy, you pick up Theo and he seems quite uh, willing to engage with you. And he doesn't really speak to you very much. You get the sense that he doesn't speak a lot of English in general. Mm. Um, but he sits on your lap and he kind of, he's he's humming to himself this song, which you assume is, a, is some sort of German nursery rhyme that you can't quite understand. Um Dorothy and Sebastian, inside, you can see that instead of pews, there are what seem like simple woven mats um, that have been laid almost like prayer mats inside the chapel. Dominating the far end of the chapel is an altar and a shrine with what appears to be a defaced oil painting, now unrecognisable. Strewn on the altar are dozens, maybe even a hundred pale statuettes, some constructed of white basalt and while others are of ivory, and they're interspersed with white candles as well, which are at first difficult to distinguish from the statuettes. This feels kind of familiar. It does, doesn't it? I'm going to have a look at these little statue things and see if any of them is Angela Grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, make... Investigation checks both. And uh, Joy, make a history check at advantage as you're kind of sitting with Theo and looking up at the chapel. Thirteen. Three. Double twelve. Okay, so Dorothy, uh, you notice that these statuettes bear an exact likeness to that kind of vague anthropoid head that you saw on the canopic jar that was full of teeth back Mm. in Cairo. Okay. Uh, this is the same kind of face that you saw on those. Uh, Sebastian, looking at this defaced oil painting, I mean, you're really tricking yourself. You you think that it's probably Angela Gresley, but it really is just totally defaced and you can't. I think they're all Angela Gresley. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them. I pick up at like just a stone. This one, look at it. <laughs> uh, Joy, the more you look at this church, the stranger it is to you that it should be here from what you studied and looking into anthropology, you have some knowledge of this, that the arches of the church in particular look Romanesque, which would place it in around the late 900s, which is far before Christian missionaries would would have actually come to India. It doesn't make a lot of sense for there to be this Mm. kind of relatively early medieval Christian church just in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, that, that, that starts to ring quite false to you. Is there anything I can look around the church, like the graveyard, is there names on the graves or anything I can see like that? Most of the names have been defaced. Uh, one of the names is, is in a script that you can't understand. Okay. And it looks as if it's been used fairly recently, right? With candles, like, mm. it's, it doesn't strike me like a, a completely abandoned building then. Yeah, no, it, it, it looks like it might have been visited you know, it doesn't look like it's been abandoned for centuries, let's say. Like the, the pale woven mats, for example, they might have rotted away. They might have been brought at a later date. Okay. Theo slips off your lap, Joy, and uh, starts walking towards the chapel. Do you want to allow him to do so or do you want to stop him? 
Um, I'll take his hand and I'll walk with him to the chapel. Okay. So as he approaches the threshold of the chapel, uh, Greta looks down at him and says, Theo, Theo, what are you doing? Uh, and he kneels and he starts genuflecting. We've seen this before, haven't we? Uh, in the tomb of Resnufis. There was the church. Mm. And what was his name? Henry? Was mm-hmm. Henry doing that? It wasn't Henry. It was the other chap. The Hippolito? Um, Remember? Or was that a dream? <laughs> <laughs> Theo stands back up again. And then he... Who's closest to him? You, yeah, Joy. Yeah. Uh, he turns around to you and Greta's right beside you. Uh, and he holds something up for you to see. Uh... It is a small, glossy, bloody tooth. <gasps> Make a constitution... Uh, sorry, a wisdom save. Five. Uh, so you gain five dread, and uh, you you have to stop yourself from crying out. I want to take the tooth away from this child. Okay. Uh, as you reach for it, Greta kind of slaps your hand away and says, What are you doing? You're, Theo, you've lost uh, another milk tooth. You've been losing quite a few of those. Greta, what are you talking about? He's, he's just a... He's a child. He's losing his teeth. I guess children do lose their teeth. I would like to inspect the tooth. Is it his tooth? Definitely. What is this strange British fixation with <laughs> teeth? Trust me, Greta, we've seen this kind of thing before. If Theo really is losing teeth more rapidly than usual... Then that would be absolutely normal for a child to do, wouldn't it, Joy? Nothing to worry about at all. We should leave now, I think. Yes, I think we should definitely leave. Come along! <laughs> Start trying to usher the and child then, yeah, I just, I pull Theo <laughs> Nothing to worry to about. The... Yeah. Okay, uh, Greta seems very upset at, at the way this is going. She looks at you as if you're really, really crazy. Um, do you grab the tooth, though, Joy? So do you want to take a closer look yes, at it? Yes, I do. Uh, okay, make a perception check. Nine. It really does look like a milk tooth. <sighs> okay, maybe I'm just being a bit... Sorry, yeah. Greta, sorry. I think yeah, I'm just a bit flustered from the days of travelling. Have your son's tooth back. <laughs> <laughs> the tooth fairy will visit tonight. <laughs> Whoa, no! <laughs> okay, guys, uh, can you tell me what all your dread scores are for the moment? 45. Okay, Dorothy. 60. I'm 40. 80. Uh, Sebastian, uh, so you, you're making your way away from the chapel now that you've found Theo, back to where Ashok and Cornelia are. Uh, Ashok is finishing up his cigarette. But, Sebastian, make a perception check. Three. Sebastian, you hear a low and deep growling. A very, very low growling. But that seems to be incre- like uh, incredibly loud, despite how low it is, like on a, on a frequency that, that is not often heard in, in the natural environment. And you become instantly convinced that there is a tiger. Okay. Um, so you freeze immediately. Yeah. I, I pull out my gun. <laughs> In the tranquility of the jungle, shafts of light pierce the tangled canopy of trees, and Joy allows herself a sigh of relief. She is tired, thirsty, and uncomfortably hot, but they are at least on the trail, and the horrors of the RMS Arundel Castle and the villagers on the beach seem a world away in this quiet place. Perhaps little Theo really was just losing his baby teeth. Perhaps the church was just an outpost for missionaries. Joy turns to smile reassuringly at Sebastian and sees him, disheveled and wild-eyed, pointing his gun at the trees. 
You've been listening to The Ruins of Karajar, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.